What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. One hour of Lakers talk tonight from 7 to 8 p.m. Fantastic open, as always, from Mario Ruiz. Laker fans, we got a lot to get into. Uh, just a quick little preview what's on tap in tonight's show. We'll look at the Lakers through their first 15 games. Try to evaluate as best as we can. Yes, there's been a lot of injuries. Yes, LeBron James has not been a part of nine of the first 15 games. Um, there's uh, certainly a lot to dissect, but uh, we'll, we'll do our best to just kind of talk about what we like, what we don't like so far. Um, how much do things change once LeBron comes back? What do you think of Russell Westbrook so far as a Los Angeles Laker and what we can expect in this upcoming road trip? So we got a lot to get into. we got an hour to pack everything in. Uh, plus at 7.30, Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for the Undefeated, will join the show. Okay, let's start off with this. Um, kind of looking at these first 15 games and analyzing what we've seen so far and trying to do our absolute best uh, to look at the positives and then also be a re be realistic with this Lakers uh, start to the season. Um, I think the best way to put it, I don't think this is going to be earth-shattering news. I don't think it's going to be breaking news. Lakers are a very average team. Uh, in some cases, they're below average. Uh, their record says that they're 8-7 and seven through the first 15 games. And, you know, we know that 12 of the first 15 games – we're going to be at Staples Center. It's something that I wouldn't stop running my mouth about when the season started because I was excited about it. It was like, oh, wow, you know, Lakers get a chance to really do some work, really get a chance to do some damage. Uh, this is a fantastic way to start the season. And then, you know, of course, we know there's some circumstances that didn't go the Lakers' way. LeBron James already has missed nine games. It's expected that he's going to miss uh, tomorrow's game. Not expected. I already saw the status report. It says he's out. So he'll miss his 10th game tomorrow. And, you know, of course, that is the biggest part of the first 15 games is that LBJ will have been out for nine games already, his 10th game tomorrow. Trevor Ariza we haven't seen yet. Kendrick Nunn we haven't seen yet. Coach Vogel said this yesterday, kind of disheartening to hear him say that he's got absolutely no update on Kendrick Nunn. It's going to be a little bit of time here. Um, and then we know THT just came back. Austin Reeves is now out. So Lakers, we don't have to hide it. They've been... They've been beat up, and it's been key players. Of course, the biggest one is LeBron James. Um, but they're a 500 team. Uh, their record says they're 500, eight and seven, basically 500, and they play like they're an average team to below average. By the way, if I if I had to kind of describe, um, you know, if I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, I, I I have a difficult time trying to give them the benefit of the doubt at this point. This is just based off of what I've seen so far. You know, all Laker fans that are out there. You've seen the same thing. You know, it's it's not me trying to overhype something or oversell something or create drama, any of that stuff. It's just it's the reality. The reality is uh, there's times you watch this Lakers team play and you say, okay, hey, you know what? I see some light at the end of the tunnel. But most of the time, you kind of sit back and you put your hands uh, on your forehead, at least that's what I do, and say, where's this squad going? What's this thing going to look like in 15 games? What's going to look like in 30 games? And to be honest with you, I don't have an answer to that. And that's okay that I don't have an answer at this point because it's still very early. Um, but I, I think the truth of the matter is, we'll, we'll walk through this. Laker fans, you can do this with me. Now, if you're driving around, uh, just uh, imagine that you're looking at the schedule with me. Um, let's kind of go through what stood out over these first 15 games. What are the teams that have really, really been um, good tests? Right, like you kind of we'll look at it from this perspective. 
teams that we think are legit and that are actually going to be in the mix uh, come playoff time. How many of those games have the Lakers had? Okay, the Golden State Warriors, I don't have to tell you, they're 11-2. and two. They're in the mix as being the best team in the NBA, one of the best teams, as of now. I mean, I, I was telling Michael this in the pregame show. I'm like, hey, they're going to level off. I mean, at some point they're going to level off a little bit. Um, and they're going on a road trip now that uh, I think was going to dictate some of that. Okay, so the Golden State Warriors. Another good team that the Lakers played so far this year, the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is 10-3. and three. They've won nine games in a row, so they're playing as good as basketball as anybody else. Not a surprise or a shock. So those are two games right out the gate that I would tell you. Those are two good teams that the Lakers have played. I'm not going to count teams that we think are 500 basketball. I'm just going to – let's look at the good teams the Lakers have played so far. Golden State's a good team. Phoenix is a good team. Um, another good team on the Lakers' schedule is the Miami Heat. Miami's a good team. Miami's in uh, – um, you know, one of the more competitive teams in the NBA. And I think the Chicago Bulls are a good team as well. I think four teams so far on this Lakers schedule are, I would say, above average team or some of the elite in the entire NBA. Those four games, how did the Lakers do in those four games? So they lost to the Warriors. They lost to the Phoenix Suns. Obviously beat the Miami Heat, lost to the Chicago Bulls. So they're one in three in games that you think, okay, we're playing good competition. And, you know, some people say, well, Jimmy Butler was out the last three quarters against uh, my, well, LeBron ain't playing the game. LeBron ain't playing the game yesterday too. So it's Vucevic was out yesterday with the Chicago Bulls. I just gauge it as best as I can versus the competition that they've uh, been against. And LeBron was playing against the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. So I think that kind of averages, averages itself out. Okay. How about teams that were just around 500? Um, Memphis is around a 500 team and the Lakers obviously beat them. Um, Cleveland, actually, I know their record is above 500. I'm not really sold on them just yet, but the Lakers beat Cleveland. Um, they took care of the, if you want to say, the Portland Trailblazers is right around a 500 team. Lakers lost to them. If you want to say Charlotte is one of those teams that hover around 500, the Lakers beat them. Uh, so that, that kind of gives you a little bit of an indication. Those are a couple of teams that the Lakers play 500 basketball against 500 teams. And then the team's you know, well below 500 or are not good at all, those have been a little bit more confusing. You know, you, you got two games against the Spurs. You beat them. They were both close. You lost two to the Oklahoma City Thunder. You beat Houston twice. One of those games went down to the wire. Uh, Minnesota blew you out. I don't think anybody really understands what happened there. Uh, Portland, um, I put more in that mid-tier pack. So that just kind of gives you an idea. The Lakers against the elite teams, eh, not all that great. Against 500 teams, yeah, they play about average basketball and then against below 500 teams they'll have a winning percentage but a lot of those games I think closer than you think and that's probably the best way to describe the Lakers through the first 15 games average very average um you know and I think one of the big questions that's going to come in and this is fair how much of this can LeBron James fix when he comes back how much of it uh, are, are the Lakers just going to 100% change and they're going to become a completely different team? Well, you could definitely make that case. I think that's fair to make that case. It's LeBron James. So earlier today, actually uh, Travis uh, and myself, were, we were prepping for the show, and this morning this came out that Adrian Wojnarowski put out a tweet. There's growing optimism that LeBron James could make his return to the Lakers versus Boston on Friday. Sources tell ESPN James has been out two weeks with an abdominal strain, Lakers start a five-game road trip in Milwaukee on Wednesday. We'll get to that road trip in uh, in just a little bit. So what does this basically tell you? What does it say? It says that 
LBJ is going to come back. If he ends up coming back on Friday, that means he'll miss tomorrow's game against Milwaukee. That means he'll miss 10 of the first 16 games. If you said, hey, I'll pick a game for tomorrow, it's either the Lakers or the Milwaukee Bucks, who, by the way, are sitting at 6-8 and eight right now, so it's not like Milwaukee is running through the league. Granted, Chris Middleton will be back from his health and safety protocols. They've had a lot of injuries as well, so I don't know if their record tells their full story. Um, if you said pick a game for tomorrow, I- I'm going to give the edge – to the Milwaukee Bucks, that that's a team that will play up to the Lakers. They'll be ready for that game. They'll be excited for that game. Like I said, Chris Middleton uh, will be back, so they'll be as close to healthy as possible. I would give them the edge, especially with LeBron James not being in the game and seeing how the Lakers have played. If that plays out and Lakers are 500 when LeBron comes back, how much of this can LeBron James on his own just kind of correct and fix? Um, you know, what's, what's interesting to me, so far this year. What's interesting is um, LeBron, of course, he's going to make the game easier for everybody. Nobody's going to question that by any stretch of the imagination. Just think about this. He'll make the game easier for Anthony Davis. He'll make the game easier for Russell Westbrook, put less pressure on Russ to go out there and try to um, try to facilitate to all the guys, kind of run the offense. Um, he'll make the game easier for Carmelo Anthony. He'll get role players like Malik Monk, good looks. He'll get players like, uh, if you're Wayne Ellington and you're open, he's going to find you. Taylor Horn Tucker, the lanes will open up more because people are worried about LeBron James or LeBron will find you when you're cutting. He makes the game easier for everybody. Oh, by the way, he'll make the game easier for Coach Vogel and the coaching staff. Big-time decisions towards the end of games. Lakers haven't seemed like they know what to, how to execute. Yeah, Le- LeBron will clean up. Most of that stuff. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, one of the things I, I think I have a bigger issue with right now, the Lakers, they're just not playing good basketball, period. The product has not been good. So um, LeBron is not only going to have to make the game easier for everybody else. The product's going to have to get better. The Lakers will have to kind of turn it around and find ways to get better defensive stops, come out in third quarters and play a lot better. There's going to be a lot that has been left on the table that LeBron's going to have to try to clean up. One of the concerns, um, you know, what happens when LeBron is not healthy is obvious. We just saw it. They went 4-5 and five without LeBron. We'll see what happens tomorrow. He's already missed nine games. Last season, he missed a big part of the second half of the schedule, uh, was not fully healthy for the playoffs. So one of the concerns is just look what happens to your team if LeBron James is not 100% healthy. Well, most people are going to say, well, okay, take Kevin Durant off the Brooklyn Nets. They're going to look a lot different. You're right about that. I'm not going to argue that. Take Giannis off the Milwaukee Bucks. They're going to look a lot different. Take Chris Paul off the Phoenix Suns. Take Steph Curry off the Golden State Warriors. All of these teams are going to struggle. The only difference I would say with the Lakers, you would have thought and hoped that because Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook um, are on this team that they could have carried the load if LeBron is going to miss a couple of games. By the way, that was part of what I was not only selling before the season started. The Lakers were selling this. You know, Coach Vogel was talking about this. Once LeBron started missing some games, he was talking about how the trade uh, for Russell Westbrook, it's already paying its dividends. Why? Because the thought is LeBron's going to miss some games. Will Russell Westbrook come in here and he could fill up the stat line. he get everybody else involved. He get Russell. He get AD the ball where he needs to. He can get all these shooters involved. He can put pressure on defenses. Unfortunately, um, I thought with the schedule that the Lakers had, that even with LeBron missing games, um, that those two would take over games. They didn't take over games. They really didn't. I, I, it's the, 
the best way that I can put it, those two players did not take over games. You needed six guys to score in double figures to get a W, which is fine. I, I, I think that's actually a big part to do it. When Lakers win, it's because THT is going to give you 15, Carmelo's going to drop 15, Ellington hit three or four threes, Malik Monk was giving you 17 or 18 points. It's going to take a collective effort. But those two players never took over games the way I thought they would take over games. So the roster was originally built to withstand LeBron taking time off. That did not prove out in those first 15 games. And now it's going to be, you know, obviously pressure is not the right word because I don't think LeBron cares about pressure. There's going to be a lot of attention and focus on LBJ. Hey, can you fix all of this? Because there's a lot of things, and it's not just one thing. Um, the Lakers certainly did not take advantage of all those home games they had to uh, start off the season, and we'll see what they do uh, from this point moving forward. Um, and it's going to start tomorrow with this road trip, this five-game road trip, and the competition is going to get tougher, and you're going to start playing on the road more. That's just everything is going to eventually balance itself out. Um, all right, if you got any thoughts on that, hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa, at Alan Sliwa. Um, when we come back... What do you think of Russell Westbrook so far as a Laker? What do you think? How do you think he's done? What are some of the things that you like? What are some of the things that you dislike? I'm going to spend a little time on that. I want to go back a little bit too to last night's game against the Chicago Bulls. So we'll do all that coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, thank you for uh, being a part of uh, Lakers talk here. Uh, so Lakers taking on the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow. Five-game road trip for the Lake Show. We do know that uh, Adrian Wojnarowski mentioned that um, there's some strong confidence that LeBron James will be back on Friday night against the Boston Celtics. I'll take that as soon as uh, LeBron can come back. And, you know, the, the stressful part of this whole thing is how much can LeBron James fix? How much of it can he fix? Um, the hope was that you, you got Anthony Davis, you got Russell Westbrook. They can kind of keep things afloat here and not just keep it afloat, flourish against some of these teams that you know you don't expect to be in the same class as the Lakers. That wasn't the case. Lakers are a, a below 500 team right now without LeBron James, and I don't think anything will change in 10, 15 games if he didn't come back. At least there's been no indication that that would be the case. So tomorrow against the Milwaukee Bucks, Lakers will have to do it against the defending champs. Milwaukee's got off to a 6-8 and eight start, so they're not that good, but Chris Middleton uh, will be back tomorrow. Quick shout-out here, big partner of Lakers Talk, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute oil change. You could go to SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Thank you to their partnership. Uh, very, very easy. Go get your work done. Don't procrastinate on any of that stuff. Okay, so I threw out the question here. Russell Westbrook so far as a Laker. What do you think? What, what what are the good? What is the bad? Is it better than expected? Worse than expected? Um, I think it's a fair question to throw out there to Laker fans. Um, you could hit me on Twitter, by the way, at Alan Sliwa. Uh, Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for the Undefeated. Uh, he's coming up here in about 
10, 12 minutes or so. Um, uh, let me give you my thoughts so far. So statistically, this is where Russell Westbrook is. Just to kind of lay out the stats here, um, almost 20 points a game, 19 points, 19.4, 8.7 rebounds, 8.3 assists a game. If you told me coming into the season that that's what Russ is going to give you on top of what LeBron's going to give you on top of what AD's going to give you, I'd have signed up for it in a heartbeat. Um, and then there's some things that I don't think are too surprising. Shooting about 42 43% from the field. Struggles from the three-point line under 30%, 29%. Uh, free throw shooting under 70%. Turnovers, over five turnovers a game You know, so far with the Lakers. So there's you know obviously some good. There's some bad, um, and then there's still some stuff that you know we're hoping gets better as the season progresses. So let let me kind of go through so far what I think is the good with Russell Westbrook, uh, with Russell Westbrook. When he attacks the basket and he's under control, I could use some examples. Yesterday, yesterday is actually a perfect example. Uh, sitting there watching the game, Carlos Saisu, who does the uh, a lot of the social um, social media for us for the station, sent to my right. And two straight baskets, Russell Westbrook basically starts saying, you know what, enough of this. I'm playing some bully ball. I don't care who's guarding me. Lonzo, you're going to try to guard me? Ain't happening. I'm going to go down low. I'm going to push push around some of these guards. I'm going to get to my spot. I'm going to get to the basket, and I'm going to score. Two straight possessions, he does that. And he had a you know fantastic first quarter, fantastic first half for the Lakers, led the Lakers. I want to say he had 19 by halftime. And then in the same, you know, the same game, a couple possessions later, now he's being baited into – Take a three. Well, Russ, you want to take a three? Go ahead. Go ahead. Take a three. No problem. Nobody's going to stop you from taking that three. And that's what he would do. He'd get baited into a three and he'd take it. Um, so w- when I say, and Russ was 0 of 6 from the three-point line yesterday, so just kind of you know tells part of the story. When I say the good is when he attacks the basket under control, I want to see him get to the paint. I want to see him try to bully some of these guards around. Um, let me give you another positive. Another positive, he plays his heart out every single night. Lakers have played 15 games so far this year. You know how many Russ has played? 15. That's what he's going to give you every single night. There's a there's a good chance he's going to be available on a night-in, night-out basis. And when he is on the court, he's going to give you 110%. Never will, will you question, at least I won't, his effort. Um, fills up the box score. I went through the stats. I mean, listen, anybody's 19-8-8, and you're doing something right. And that's what he's done so far with the Lakers. The bad uh, takes too many jumpers. I don't know why he falls into this trap of taking jumpers. Michael and I talk about it in the pregame show. If he takes a jump shot, it is a winning possession for the opposing team, period. If he's taken a 22-footer, you take your chances all night long. He might not. Ha- he might have a night where he goes 4-7 from the three-point line, but you play the averages. You take your chance. He's under a 30% shooter from three. Um, I'll go a little kind of a step further on this. When he takes his jumpers, you want to make sure they're the right jumpers too. You want to make sure that you're taking them because you feel it's the right shot, not that the opposing team feels like it's the right. They want you to take that shot on the defensive side. Okay, another thing that you know I'll look at um, being critical about Russell Westbrook so far. Too careless with the ball. You know, I mentioned over five turnovers a game. One of the things I, I kind of love watching point guards. You don't got to be the flashiest point guards. You know, Mike Conley's not the flashiest point guard. Chris Paul's not the flashiest point guard. They're point guards in the NBA that they just kind of, they, they're they quarterbacks. You know what? We don't turn over the ball. We're probably not going to drop 35 or 40 as well. Um, 
but we just kind of methodically move the ball down the field. And I wish you did see that more with Russell Westbrook, that um, he was more responsible with the basketball. Uh, he has a difficult time running this team as a natural point guard. So I don't think these are shocks or surprises. I think most people would have said coming into the year, this is going to be the good that you get with Russ, and this is the bad that you're going to get with Russell Westbrook. Overall, I thought personally, and I know we're only 15 games in and we got a long way to go, I thought he would be better. I thought he'd be more impactful, especially since LeBron has been out. Um, that has not been the case so far. I think he's you know, struggled in a sense of controlling the pace, controlling this Lakers team. There's Many a times I'm more comfortable when Rondo's in the game because you know, okay, there's going to be Rondo's going to find a way to get Anthony Davis the ball at the right time. He's just going to be more of a traditional point guard. Now, I think the real question is the real question is going to be when LeBron James does come back, and if it is on Friday, and he's back with the you know obviously with the organization, then how will Russell Westbrook look when LeBron is on the floor? And how much can LeBron James help Russell Westbrook um, correct some of those things that I think has been one of the uh, the issues so far? So if, naturally, if Russ is going to have the ball less in his hands because LeBron is there, maybe his turnovers are going to go down. Maybe he'll go from 5.3 to 3 turnovers a game. Um, maybe because there's so much attention on LeBron James, Russ will get better looks will get more one-on-one opportunities, will be able to get to the basket more. If he does cut, a guy like LeBron James will find him. So the hope is that as the season progresses, um, this is going to be one of the strong suits, is that Russ is in these games, LeBron is in these games, and these two can find a way to feed off each other rather than what I think we've seen so far, which has been more of a traditional Russell Westbrook type of start to the season, 15 games in, a lot of good, a lot of bad, but overall... I would say, eh, it's been okay. I think I thought him and Anthony Davis would be able to thrive more, and uh, that has not been the case uh, so far. Okay, I want to go back here uh, real quick here. Last night, Lakers versus the Chicago Bulls. So a couple things I took away from that game specifically. Um, you know, I mentioned it this morning. Great energy at Staples Center coming into the game. Just really a really good vibe. I, I mean, it almost felt like a, a playoff game. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Al, what are you talking about? 15 games in, a, a playoff game at Staples Center. Um, there were a lot of good storylines to last night's game. There really was. And, you know, whether it's, oh, well, Alex Caruso was coming back and, um, you know, the Lakers coming off a win against the San Antonio Spurs. Now can you go up against a good, exciting, young Chicago Bulls team and, and you know, make it happen. This this had, it felt like a bigger game than usual and Chicago is a big market. There's a lot of things that go into it. Um, there was a show that was put on last night. The Lakers just weren't a part of it. Uh, Chicago put on the show. Um, DeMar DeRozan put on a show with his unbelievable game. And, and that's, you know, one of those guys. It's just uh, he's a beauty to watch play basketball. He really is. There's some guys I could just watch play, you know, his footwork, the way he gets open, the way he. Uh, finds a way, the, the pump fakes, the way he finds a way to create for himself is special. He had 38 points yesterday. Lonzo, I thought, put on a show. You know, Lonzo Ball, that has got so much criticism over the last couple of years and certainly got a lot of criticism from Laker fans over the last couple of years, specifically his jump shot was 7 of 10 from the three-point lines, 10 of 13 from the field, also had eight assists and seven rebounds. I thought Zach Levine put on a show. 
Um, no, I could take an 18-footer, but you know what? Why not back up, take a 23-foot fadeaway uh, right over Anthony Davis and uh, and let the Staples Center crowd know. So, unfortunately for the Lakers, what we were hoping to see would be a show from the Lakers. It was actually a show from the uh, Chicago Bulls, and Lakers got showed up in their own building. And that's happened way too much so far this season. You know, showed up by the Phoenix Suns, showed up by the Minnesota Timberwolves, showed up by the Golden State Warriors. Um, unfortunately for the Lakers, they've had too many games like that and add the Chicago Bulls to the list there of teams that came into Staples Center and really just control the Lakers. There was not really a time le- at any point last night that I thought, well, I'm comfortable. I think the Lakers are in a good position. I never felt that. And you shouldn't feel that if you were a Laker fan last night because, frankly, I didn't think there was any moments uh, for that. Okay, one other thing I want to get into real quick before we get to uh, Mark Spears. So Alex Caruso or THT, we were bringing up that topic uh, yesterday on the show. And, you know, obviously this is the return of Alex Caruso and there were some storylines around AC, uh, the Lakers not really making a big enough push to bring him back. Okay, so... What ends up happening last night, honestly, was exactly what you would expect from both Alex Caruso and THC. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. If you guys look at Alex Caruso's stat line, zero points. Played 34 minutes. Guy didn't have a point. He only took one shot. But he had two steals. He had five assists. He had six rebounds. He was a plus 28 on the plus minus. Only Zach Levine had a higher plus minus. That's Alex Caruso in a nutshell. Okay, let's look at THT. I know a lot of those points came when the game really didn't matter, but still, it's career high for him. 37 minutes, 28 points was the career high, 4 of 9 from 3, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 9 of 19 from the field. They both did exactly what they do for a team. Caruso is a piece of a winning type of team, a championship type of roster that's going to do all the little things to get you a W. And THT is a player that has just an incredible amount of potential at just 20 years old that can go drop 28 points on any given night. I don't care where you stand on this, whether you had preferred Caruso to be on this team or THT to be on this team. I think THT is a, it makes sense for long term. I think Caruso makes more sense for short term. But I did think the way that game played out yesterday was identical to kind of who these two players are and how their their careers will further advance. Um Okay, Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for the Undefeated. He's coming up next. We'll get a chance to uh, certainly talk about this Laker team so far. I'll ask him about the, is he surprised where the Lakers are sitting out sitting right now? I'll get his thoughts on what he's thought of Russell Westbrook so far. Uh, stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. Very excited to have Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for The Undefeated, taking some time to join Lakers Talk. Uh, Mark, number one, uh, thank you for the time as always. And I don't know where to start here. Uh, I have got a chance to see the Los Angeles Lakers through the first 15 games. Of course, nothing's been perfect. LeBron 
uh, hopefully coming back on Friday. Love to get your thoughts. What what do you think so far of this eight and seven start under some of these circumstances, some of the injuries, but also not exactly good basketball so far. Would would love to get your thoughts. Well, uh, I think it's kind of funny that the sky is falling. Um, what not even fifteen games into the season. <laughs> like, um, you know, people people always say I'm hard on the Lakers, but I'm. I'm actually the opposite right now. Hmm. For 15 games in, they have, what, 60, what, seven left to play? Yep. 67 okay. left to go. Yep, exactly. Tomorrow they'll go and against they, the Bucks. four games out of first place with all these injuries and LeBron out. And they're a game out of uh, the sixth spot. They're a game out of uh, a game and a, a half away from the fourth spot and Take a deep breath. Hmm. Relax, Lakers fans. LeBron is coming back. When he comes back, it should be a lot better. Um, you, you haven't even really like seen Kendrick Nunn, right? Has he even played? Not like, played. Has not played yet. Nope. Neither has uh, Trevor Ariza. Yeah, and THT has you been haven't in seen for Trevor Ariza. You know, um, is, uh, what Wes has played what. Um, Wayne Ellington's played one, what, seven games now. He's barely getting his feet wet. Once this team gets healthy, it's going to be a lot deeper and better, and they're going to win. The good thing is I think like a guy like Melo is playing great, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he's getting his confidence between them. And I, I see them playing much better in time. And, and But uh, even with LeBron's injury, even if he is healthy, I, I expect it to take some time because there's just so many new guys. It's like inevitable that it's going to take some time. And I believe this is the first time in Russ's career that he's basically the third guy, right? So that takes some adjustment as well. And so perhaps I think when LeBron's been out, he's been watching Russ and how he plays and how he fits in and, you know, his basketball IQ is as high as anybody that's ever played this game. Maybe he has a better idea of what could work with Russ when they come back. Um, so, you know, LeBron's a big cog. I, I, I just think my biggest worry about them is not so much the roster, it's health. You know, and this is the first time that perhaps I see a little you know, cheek and Superman's arm, uh, you know, armor, right? Like, sure. I remember asking uh, LeBron a few years ago, you know, how, what's the key to him never getting hurt? And to me now, you know, injuries is the only thing that has been an issue for him. When he plays, he's amazing. He's still amazing. He's still, he doesn't, he hasn't digressed as a player, um, but injuries are his biggest foe. So, I do think it's too early to get too excited, but the profile of being the Lakers is so huge that inevitably, like with any loss, it's like they lost five games instead of one. So take a deep breath, Lakers fans, relax. Call me in March. Let's see where you are. Then. <laughs> well, I love I love the explanation on it because you're right. By the way. 
you know, I, I don't think I helped the cause. Um, I'm breaking down the first 15 games of the schedule. And I think for me, Mark, it has been more – I thought AD and Russ could carry the team better. Um, playing against some of these, you know, if you looked at their schedule through the first 15 games, 12 of them were at Staples Center. There was definitely some competition that you would have thought, hey, this won't be a problem. And that has not been the case. Um uh, I'll get your thoughts. What what have you thought so far of Russ with the Lakers? I just spent some time going through some of the good, some of the bad, and I, I think that's you can almost say that that falls perfectly in in line with just his career so far. Of what are the attributes you love about him, and some of the things that you that you wish would uh, he'd be better at, or less turnovers, something along those lines. Specifically with the Lakers, what have you thought so far? And when LeBron comes back, how much do you think that helps Russ? take a little bit of pressure off of Russell Westbrook to do a lot of the facilitating. Well, I also forgot to mention earlier that THT is back, so that, that's been helpful as well. Um, uh, I, I'm having a, I'm trying not to judge him too much yet. Um, mm-hmm. I was at the game uh, last week when they played Miami, and I just thought that at times, he perhaps was a little too aggressive and, you know, didn't use a guy like Anthony Davis to his advantage, you know. And I did see, it seemed like there was also a little, you know, frustration at the end of regulation in that, in that Miami game. Um, but again, that's where it's going to be tough. Like, you know, LeBron has had some great players in his past that have had to play the third role. You know, Chris Bosch, Kevin Love, right? They're, they're, they're like number one guys, number two guys who've had to play the number three role. And Russ ain't a kind of dude that's just going to just stand in the corner and shoot threes like the other two guys could, you know. He, he's a guy that needs the ball in his hands to succeed. He's a guy that takes the ball to the basket who's, you know, up-tempo and the Lakers are not a super up-tempo team, right? Um, uh, the ball's not going to be in his hands when LeBron's back. It's going to be in LeBron's hands. And um, Anthony Davis needs a lot of touches. But, you know, he I'm sure he knew that going in. That, um, But even said, like, despite his slow start, despite, um, you know, shooting poorly from three and, five turnovers a game, which is, is just too much. Um, he's still nearly average a triple double. Right? Sure. So 19, eight and 19, like nine and eight is, is for mortals, mere mortals or regular NBA players. Pretty amazing. Um, and people will take that. Uh, but I just think that, um, you know, it takes time. I, I remember when, I covered Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, uh, their first two seasons together in Boston. And they jumped out the gate great, right, real fast. And you would have thought that there were no issues there. But in actuality, you know, talking to Ray Allen later in the season, he's like, yeah, we didn't get on the same page until March. And luckily for them, you know, Garnett was the kind of player that didn't need a lot of offensive touches, right? And he got put back and scored that way. Um, he got stuff on the fast break. Um, he hit the mid-range jumper, but he didn't. 
you know, Paul, every, like they, it, it was interesting because, you know, I, I almost think that they should talk to one of those guys or have Garnett come in because those were three guys that were number one in their prime who figured out a way to make it work together. Hmm. And so I, I don't think it's fair to put everything on Russ that Russ has to adjust and, you know, he's the new guy, so he, he has to change his game. He has to change his game, but I think for the team to be ultimately great, people have to adjust to him as well. Like, how can, you know, we use his strengths to the team's advantage? Because he is such a downhill player, and he is so energetic, and he has so much energy. He brings a different offensive, you know, uh, mentality. So, it has to be, I think, a collective uh, adjustment and not, hey, man, you you know, you're the new one here, so you got to go by what we do, our rules. So I think it's um, – but to do that, even if everybody's on the same page, it, it takes time. If that great Celtics team took them to March, as Ray Allen said, to get them the same page, what, what is it going to take for this team? But – Again, because of the spotlight on the Lakers, like if, if Russ was in a situation, like I'm trying to think of somebody similar, like when Drew Holiday went to Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. Every game once Drew Holiday got there wasn't being, you sure. know, wasn't being magnified, apart and, and shredded, sure. and, mm-hmm. and magnified. That's a good and all example. That. And then the fact that he went, and then he's gone back home. So that that sort of, but that's hey man, that's what being a Laker is. That's what playing for the Lakers is. You know, too much is given. Like, you want to wear that uniform that comes with the uniform, that comes with the history, the aura of Lakers. Um, But, again, it's early, and um, just give it some time. And I think ultimately the key for the Lakers is, I mean, as much as you would love as a Lakers fan to be one or two seed, I think the bigger key is just not being in the playing situation again. Well, Mark, right? I, I, I think as long as they stay out of that part, they could, you know, really, really good teams just want to get uh, be arrive to the playoffs healthy and in good position. I think, Mark, uh, so, I, I, I really mean this too. I, th- I think it's actually refreshing to hear what you just said because you're right. I, I think there are a lot of people right now, and it is every game is magnified that have uh, put a lot of weight on the beginning part of this Lakers schedule. And we'll see what they do as LeBron comes back, as they get healthy, and as the season progresses, if they're having the same struggles or they're not. But uh, I think it's a fantastic perspective. It's different than I think a lot of these other perspectives right now, including myself. So I greatly appreciate the time, and I'm sure Laker fans, uh, you showed them a little light at the end of the tunnel there. And I think that's uh, that's always a positive thing there. So, uh, Mark, appreciate it. It's yeah. Mark Spears. Call me and Mark. Call me and Mark. <laughs> I like it. By the way, uh, that's, a, that's a good way to put it there. You, you want to wait a little bit more to see where this Laker team is. That's Mark Spears, senior NBA writer for the Undefeated, taking some time to join the show. Thank you, Mark. Take care, brother. All right, that is uh, Mark Spears right there. Look at him. Hey, hey, we got some positivity here. Um, when we come back... Final segment, we'll just break down quickly uh, this five-game road trip coming up for the Lakers and what to expect. Stay right here. Lakers Talk, 710 ESPN. All right, thank you to Mark Spears for taking some time to join the show. Always enjoy having a conversation about the NBA with Mark Spears, as good as it gets. 
Um, okay, we only got uh, a few minutes here left before the show ends. Uh, by the way, quick shout-out, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Thank you for their partnership uh, right here on Lakers Talk. Go to SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Um, all right, so I want to preview this Lakers road trip uh, real quick here. So tomorrow the Lakers are taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a 4.30 tip-off. Myself, Michael Thompson, will start at uh, 3 p.m. will be the pregame show. Uh, tough game tomorrow with Milwaukee. LeBron is reportedly potentially coming back in the game against the Boston Celtics on Friday night. Um, and then you got a game against the Detroit Pistons on Sunday, and then you'll go back-to-back uh, to, back to close up the five-game road trip. New York Knicks on Tuesday and the Indiana Pacers. So a week from today, you'll play the uh, New York Knicks and then the Indiana Pacers a week from tomorrow. So that's your five-game road trip for the Lakers. So they certainly got some work to do, and I think we're going to get a little bit of taste of reality. The um, the honeymoon that you had playing all these games at Staples Center and obviously playing against opponents that you thought you'd do more damage against, that phase is over. So you're 8-7 and seven right now. Um, it's tough. You know, if I'm going to predict the Lakers – by the time we get to our next Lakers talk, three games will be played. You know, I, I got to be honest here. If, if I'm just going by how the Lakers have played so far and I don't give them the benefit of the doubt, it's a really successful three games if you go, come back two and one. And I genuinely believe that. I, I think it's a very successful road trip if you come back two and one. You'll still have two more road games left, but I'm saying we'll do a Lakers talk by next Monday. Um, so that's a different story right there. I thought it was interesting what Mark Spears said. Everybody calm down. Everybody relax. Everything is going to be okay. Don't judge the Lakers right now. They still got a ton of these injuries of players that are coming back or have not played so far this season. And oh, by the way, they need a lot of time. Just be healthy for the playoffs. The problem is I've heard that conversation. We did that all last season. It makes you a little nervous to think um, the same thing that you know obviously played out last year, but of course... Uh, it will come down to the health of the Lakers, and hopefully everybody is healthy. Laker fans, as always, I greatly appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Whether you're listening live or you're listening on the ESPN app or on iTunes, however you listen to it, uh, always greatly appreciate you guys being a part of the show. I'm back tomorrow morning with Travis Rogers starting at 10 a.m., and then we'll have the Lakers game in Milwaukee pregame show at 3. L.A., as always, have a great rest of your night.